WQHT and WQHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97. Just don't call it a podcast. Well, I think we're live. Nine are people we? are watching us, Ebro. Yeah. Nobody? How many? Nine. So we just started. What's up, nine people watching? So to give y'all the full story on why we on Tuesdays do this, uh, what are we calling it? The after show after party? Program show thingamajig? Mm-hmm. Just don't call it a podcast, please. Don't call it a podcast. I'm tired of those. I've been here for years. Are y'all tired of podcasts real talk? Rosenberg, do you see podcasts pop up and are you tired of them? You, you have been, well, let's just be fair here. You've been on an anti-podcast kick since the start of podcast. Well, because I don't like the name. And the name, it, the name is stupid. Well, no, the name is great in its original intended form, which is a some sort of cast, uh, a broadcast, whatever, that is meant for people with iPods. So right. it was a podcast. It was you to create on-demand audio to share with sense. your friends on their iPods. Right. We don't but use now, iPods anymore. Right. So it's, but it became a brand name. To answer your question, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's way. Listen, it's it's there's way too much, but at the same time, who am I of all people to? You have how many? How many podcasts? I have. I currently have three, and then three. both of my radio and then both the radio shows are podcast. so five. So like in podcast forum, I'm out there in five different ways. So I'm out there in one, two, three different ways. By the way, you've got a lot for someone who doesn't like them. Well, yeah, because they have two I'm, different Apple ones. Yeah, in addition to our show, that's right. So I have three. So because really, a podcast is just on demand audio without commercials and without music. Yeah, which we've always done. It's just now they call it a podcast. No, we didn't always do that. Well, well, no. I mean, you could always get on demand audio though. Uh, Ebro, I'm looking at. The, I'm going to see if anything interests you. I'm looking at the. Um, Oscar nominations, 2024. Oh, so it's a quick, quick notable thing here. Oppenheimer. Yeah, the best picture. You know, the best picture category is huge now. Um, There's like best 20 picture. films in it. American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fail, Barbie, The Holdovers. I think it's Kill- Anatomy of a Fall. Anat- Correct. The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, mm. Maestro. Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Past Lives, mm-hmm. Poor Things, mm. The Zone of Interest. Mm. I've only seen uh, Killers of Flower Moon. You like that one? It's long, but I, obviously I like it. it. deals with Native American stories and white people trying to marry Native American people to steal their land and get oil money. Yeah, I want to see that. It's based I, on a true story. Out I want to see American Oklahoma. fiction very much. Yeah, you told me I need to see that one. That's well, I, I need Wright. to see it too. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, by the way, nominated for Best Actor. I love it. Good for him. He deserves it. He's an amazing actor. So is Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, which I heard is great. Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And then Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Mm. Did you see Oppenheimer? Nope. I'm not interested. There's like I've tried to like go look at the tra- I just don't care. What am I uh, missing? Am I missing anything in that story that I should care about? I, I I don't know. I don't know enough about the story. I know it's supposedly good. People really like the movie. Mm. So 
I'm interested somewhat, but yeah, I wasn't like, obviously I haven't seen it yet. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm desperate to see it. It's been out for nine years. Um, other people of interest, the best supporting actor category is fun. Sterling K Brown for American fiction, mm. Robert De Niro for Fla- killers of the flower moon. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. For Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie and Mark Ruffalo for poor things. That's a big category right there. Some heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, best supporting actress, you got uh, Danielle Brooks for the color purple, which I also have not seen. Dan, yo, she bodied uh, that character. That, pff, that character apparently so. Again? Yo, because in the original color purple, you don't the uh, uh, you know the uh, the Oprah Winfrey character. You told Harpo to beat me. That character. Mm-hmm. They don't really delve in all the way to her going to prison and the whole, you know, interaction with the mayor's wife and that whole that whole skit. They don't really dig into that story. They leave that story in on this one. So so this character has more oomph. Oh, man, does it? Uh, let's see. I'm also interested that uh, our dude, Mark Ronson, Oscar nominated for I'm Just Ken from Barbie soundtrack. So was the Billie Eilish song off there, What I Was Made For. What Was I Made For? Sophia was the character's name. I had to Google it. Sophia. Sorry. From, from Color, Purple. Uh, Color Purple. Yeah. But yeah, shout to Mark Ronson. Sorry about that. That's a second nom. He, actually, he already has an Oscar win for, uh, he wrote Shallow. He wrote the, um, the joint from uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga and them. Stars uh, Born. Stars Born, yeah. I didn't even know he did that. Yeah, this is the second. This is the second nom. Yo, Mark Ronson comes from that cloth, though. No, I know. Uh, I talked to Mark Ronson this week. He's that guy has a lot of a lot in the. St- he's he's done a lot of things. That guy. And by the way, I don't know if he said. I don't want to get into his business, but he's soon going to be telling a version of his story. Yo, his DJ life that he lived is so interesting and so multi connected. I used to go because you were parties. cool. That's where the cool kids went. I used to go to the Mark Ronson Q-tip parties, Mark Ronson Just Blaze parties. Those was ringing off in the city. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's one of those, he's one of those hip hop dudes, like straight hip hop nerd who's connected to like the highest end Hollywood ish, also, but was a straight up backpack. He was in the Flip Squad. He sure was. His dad is Lawrence Ronson, though. Lawrence from, Ronson, uh, wasn't he in a rock band? Like I thought his stepdad, his stepdad's in Foreigner. Oh, was that his stepdad was in Foreigner? I think his stepdad's in Got Foreigner. Okay. Cold as ice, Shawnee. It's cold as ice to you and me. Cold as ice. It's cold as ice. And then how about this, though? When it comes to be, have family members that are popping off, how about this? Hmm. You know who his father-in-law is? Who? He got remarried a couple. He was divorced and remarried a, a little while, a couple years ago. Okay. His father, his mother-in-law is Meryl Streep. What? Yeah, it says it right here. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at it. Meryl Streep. Yeah, so he's in. Nah, he's in. He's in. He's in the game. He knows. So, yeah. Listen, he knows I how just to move around these Hollywood entertainment circles and get things done. Say it again? I say he knows how to move around these Hollywood entertainment circles well, and get things done. Well, but here's the thing. So I, I was saying to my wife yesterday, I was like, yo, me and Mark Ronson, we're the same guy, except he's, he's rich. Oh. Tall. Why I wasn't that was a little broad. Sorry. He's rich, tall, handsome, and and half British. Besides that, though, it comes to our interest, our sensibility. Oh no. man. 
But there's one other thing you forgot out. He can actually play instruments. Oh, yeah. There's that. You part. mean like the song that he just won the that was nominated for the Oscar for that he wrote and composed? That's right. He can actually play an instrument. He doesn't just you know play with little doodads and you know and technology. Thingamajigs. Uh, nah. He can, he can actually play music. an instrument. He can pick yeah. up a guitar and strum it live. Actually. Yeah, he could play lots of he could play lots of things. So anyway, shout, shout, out, shout out to Mark Ronson, man. Shout did you see Barbie? I did not see Barbie, but uh, Issa saw it, and she said it's really good. Matter of fact, I think she said her mom cried, and I heard from and I and I heard from multiple you know people who get the adult aspects of the film uh, that it's a really good film. Well, Why there's a there's well. a theme about uh, there's a lot of obviously it's a theme about women you know, and, and how they're seen in society and treated. And there's, there's some parts about expectations for women. You know what I mean? That, that really like, strikes a chord. I think really strikes a chord. But then the beautiful thing about the song I'm Just Ken is they have a little sliver there where it's not just about mocking men. It's about how patriarchy essentially is fucked up for men too. Right. It puts men in a terrible situation as well. It's just a different kind of terrible situation mm-hmm. than the than the one women are put in. Now it's a good movie, man. I I, I enjoyed it. it. I did. I watched it on uh, I watched it on uh, HBO Max a couple weeks Got ago. It, yeah. It's a, it's it a fun it watch. Didn't, it didn't hit me. It, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon was more of my alley. You know what I'm saying? Well, this. But keep in mind, I was able to watch Barbie on some like throw it on casual check a f- message, keep it moving. Nah, the, you the, turned it on because you wanted to see hot chicks. You know what I mean? It's Barbie. Yo, That's what well, you turned it on for. Issa, Issa Rae is a hot Barbie. I'm you see what I'm saying? Margot Robbie, let's not just stop. Don't even. No, no, let's keep it a thou wow. There's some hot Barbies up there. You know what I mean? For sure. So let's just be honest about why you turned it on. And luckily, you bumped into a cool message. See? Isn't that beautiful, though? That's what, that's what life's That's what all great about. filmmaking is all about. A great message. As well as you know, quality entertainment. I'm into it now. Back to how I started this uh, Ebro in the morning, Rosenberg and Laura Styles show after the show, after part. Oh, the show, post show, show the post show, show, show. Um, so we've been uh, basically coerced into doing this. We're being held hostage, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're being forced to do this on Tuesdays after we finish uh, the 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 on air portion and bring this off the air to help. Uh, I guess is it to 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 get people to watch us on YouTube? Is that what it is? What is it? Uh, I believe I believe so. So, do, is it helping? This is the second one. Was the first one considered great? Did we get any feedback from the people who asked us to do this? You know what? It's a great point, and I believe King Lou is on our streamyard, and we're All not right. on the air, so we can do whatever we want. So, King Lou, why don't you pop on in? And tell us how we do. How do we do? Because, you know, I need feedback. If you're going to ask me to do something, see, listen, when we do the morning show, we get ratings. Our ratings are great. Boom. I'm into it. Let's keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, We do uh, segments during the show. We hear feedback from the listeners. They research the segments that we do. Sure. We get feedback. They say they like them. We keep doing them. So now we're doing this. I want instant feedback. That's what the Internet's all about. You know, that's why advertisers love mobile advertising. That's mm. why, you know, people love podcasts and IG and TikTok. You know, you get to see behavior from the consumption instantly. So you don't have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks to know if you're doing something that's of value. 
right now. King Lou's not even listening. No, to there he is. This after segment, he popped up. Lou, I thought he was there, and then he, he disappeared. Did. Told you, Lou, not even listening. Shawnee's in the studio. He's not listening. There he is, King Lou. But I can't hear them. Wow, oh, we hear you. Okay. Shawnee wasn't listening. So we're I mean, doing this whole thing every Tuesday that people want us to do. Nobody's even listening to it. We got <laughs> four. There's four people online. There was no pre-promotion from uh, the Instagram on I-97. Great point. There's no, there's no nothing. So why are we even doing this? Uh, it's a really good point by you. You hear Cass? No, Cass is in the studio. Are you, guys, are you guys live right now? Yeah, we're live right Why now. Why see now? Now, if this was so important, you would think that people would know that we're live right now. And the team didn't even know. I mean, there's 83 people watching. There's not four. Oh, we got 83? Yeah. Oh, wait, it went up. We got 93. Now, 93? As soon as I started complaining, them numbers jumped. Well, technically, you really have 92 because I'm one of the 93. Oh, and you didn't know we was live? No. Just Where's King Lou? King Lou, this is King Lou's department. His whole department is the reason we're Yo, doing this. We Cassie, can't even find him. I gotta go DJ. I'll be back. Oh, you know, you uh, don't have nah. time for this. This is unfortunate. This is <laughs> this deeply, is deeply unfortunate. unfortunate. What's happening? Now, now, Rosenberg, am I am I off base to ask these questions? You want me to do a thing, but I can't even find out if you guys like the thing we're doing. I think it's fair. No feedback. I think what you said is fair. I don't know what we're doing here. Let me show you something important. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a screen here. Now I'm different than Rosenberg for the audience, just so you know. Anyway. I do the show and I'm done talking. I only talk when I'm paid to talk. This is really who Rosenberg is. He loves to talk. I do. I enjoy it. I pretended to do it even when I didn't have a place to do it. Exactly. Me? No. I can go a whole day and not talk to anyone. Baskin, will you uh, will you bring my screen in here? I want to show this to Shawnee. It's important. Uh, the, the screen that I'm presenting on StreamYard, if you could pull that in there, Baskin. I can't see what you're presenting. Well, it's not up there yet. It's not Hopefully in this StreamYard. Are you on the right StreamYard? I don't see it. Oh, damn it. I'm in the wrong StreamYard. Thank you, Baskin. Here we go. Lou is here. And he, Lou is here. And his camera's on if you want to still talk to him. Oh, Lou? Yo, I'm there here. He oh, is. My bad. There he is, super producer Lou. I need to no, get the headphones on. King Louis, what up? King Louis, King Louis, the the the. I mean, Something. it's not the A. King Louis. King. How did we do last week, Lou? King Louis the Thirteenth. You know the finest. King Louis the Rican. There you go. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, last week for for the first one without really much announcement or anything like that, I think it did pretty well. Um, there's definitely room to grow. I think you can definitely so do better. But um, we hear, we Yo, hear Shani, you. Shut your mic off. Shani, shut on, your man. mic off, Sean. Go ahead, King Lou. But but I think there's definitely room to grow. There's 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 potential. Room to grow is yo literally office talk for this is bullshit. <laughs> there's no, room to grow. No. If this, <laughs> this was, was the, the worst thing, thing of all time, time there'd, there'd be room, room to grow. grow. It's not the worst thing of all time. Oh. It's, you know, I got one guy here, here in the chat. His name is Dustin Branch. He says this post show is dope. See? Mr. Londoner writes, it's a low key gym. It's, it's low key, all right. Now, here's Super my question low, Lou. Yo, the lowest of keys. I'll tell you, here's my question Lou, why, why wasn't, if this is going to be a thing, though, to Ebro's point, why didn't we promote it this week, though? Was oh, it promoted on social this look week? At, look at his face. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> 
Actually, no, I just told her sound about it. I think we, we just needed a couple promotion tools so we can help. Uh, Yo, but then why did we get rushed into doing this if, if there's no promotion tools? Uh, unfortunately, some of these decisions are above my Yo, look, in that no, office tall, area sir. where you are, if they if we need that whole area over there listening to the after show show jump off program. Yeah. We they need should, to be piped be on into board. those office speakers. Oh, no, they're on. Uh, now, let's replace Lou, who's been fascinating. With Shawnee, I want to show you this important piece of information Thank from you. the internet. Thank you, Lou, for nothing. Bascom, show Shawnee what I need to see. Yo, listen, man. My lord. Kanye. Wait, hold up. Wait, what oh, happened with that picture? <laughs> go back. This is the Yo, Bascom, moment. why didn't you? Uh, yeah, there you go. Thank you, Bascom. Here it is. Okay. Listen, I may not agree with everything Kanye says. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But we, let me tell you something we agree on. <laughs> we have found something Boom. that him and I are in lock step on. Yeah, yeah. He, he want to keep him sexy. Yo, my man's out here looking like Bill Belichick with the baddest joint. Yeah, that's not a Bill Belichick dress is better than that. He's he's he he's stooped below this, Belichick level. This is Kanye yeah, West. Belichick, Belichick would never wear those pants. <laughs> yeah. We're actually. Are you looking at Kanye West? Or are you looking at Kanye's no, wife? His lady. No. Well, no. We're looking at Kanye West's outfit real quick. It was mostly we the, por- the purpose was for Bianca, but we were staying with it to analyze Kanye's God. outfit. Yeah. Yo, you're and you're so in on the Kanye thing. You know his wife's name already. She, I don't know her name. I don't know what your algorithm is. Her pictures show up every day. There's a story about them. They say, "Oh, nah, look, bro. Kanye and Bianca sensory step out." Yeah. That's every day. I don't see it. She got them things, bro. Thank you, Shawnee. You've eloquently put that. <laughs> I think she honestly, though, I, I get concerned when I see uh, women with that level of uh, endowment without a brazier on. I'm wondering where this is going. This is not but going well, to a good place. It's got to make it to the belly. Them jammies. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. I oh, no. Nah, I was just saying you got to protect them. You know what I'm saying? I, thought, I thought you were going to go to I get concerned when I see her walking barefoot through Las Vegas that Weird ass Kanye is is forcing her to dress crazy. That's what I'm speculating. Oh, he probably is. He probably because I I know what? stories and that yo, is Bobby, the thing he yo, likes Bobby to do. Bobby Bracken's ninety three writes Kim batter, but this joint got a body. Thanks, thanks, Bobby Bracken. I don't know, yo. I don't know. There's not a lot of batter though. She her badness is very high. I mean, well, because she don't have the yams. She got the she got the memories, but she don't have the legs. <laughs> Kim 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 got the you know hips and, hips and tail. Well, but Kim Kim got Kim got yam help. We know she, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Some people like the the manufactured yams. Yeah, manufactured. Yeah, Ed Ed writes on God. This is the first time I heard her name. I'm with Ebro. She was Kanye's wife till now. No, I mean, I'm. It's the first time I've said it out loud. If I'm being honest, got it. First time I've ever said her name out loud was today. But I know that her name is Bianca mm. Sensory because it pops up, and I'm not gonna lie. You know, the pictures are. How do I say gripping? <laughs> Alluring. Yo, gripping? <laughs> what are you gripping, sir? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You guys can see the screen, right? Hey, paparazzi. Let's do a little. Let's this do a little research here. Here what we go. Bianca, take a look. Here, I think bro. you gotta be on? careful, bro. <laughs> I think you gotta be careful, bro. I think you gotta be careful, bro. I think you need to rethink what you're doing right now, bro. Just this is listen. After hours. 
This is the after I, hours. I, I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I'm not really okay. with the whole like cosplay thing they doing in public. Well, what exactly does that, that mean? Like, I don't cosplay. know. It just feels like they it's an art installation or some sort of like why y'all dress why is she dressed like this and why are you dressed like this? I mean, you know, for the attention. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, it's definitely it is definitely cosplay and it is yeah. definitely for attention. So and by the way, know. he definitely has a type. What do you think about uh Kim? To Julia Fox, to this one, Amber Rose. Amber no, Rose. but Amber wasn't. Amber was she a different was just kind a of taller type. version, but body was. No, but I mean body. I meant the brunette thing, which Amber oh. does not. Oh, you know, the ball. Well, they thing all, a they all, thing. but they all end up going blonde. He all, he ends up making them all blonde. <laughs> you think this one's gonna end up blonde too? Nah, or bald, bald, blonde, something. Oh, bald, yeah. blonde, barefoot. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> she is barefoot. We do know that for a fact. Modern foundational black American rights. He needs to leave the Caucasian women alone. You don't say that foundational black American. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say modern foundational black American. Yo, that is yo, that is a shocking comment from you. We, we are shocked that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yo. I'm trying to think of what it, what could have been a more perfect comment. Right. If, if like if their name was like American, not nah, the only thing could have been better is that their name is I love titties 24. They're like, yo, I like this chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Is that true? You don't say. Okay. You don't say. Hot 97 Summer Jam 30th anniversary June 2nd UBS Arena. Hold on. Sexy Red, French Montana, DeVito, Roller Brook, Cash Cobain, Bass Swag, Doja Cat, Honey Baby, Fabio Fari, 41 Cal Rich, Jet Carter, Tata, Chef G is home, baby, Sleepy Hollow, Connie Kaiman, 310 Baby, Celebrity Host, Ice Spice and A Boogie, Big Daddy Kane will be celebrating the life of the finisher, Mr. C, Mr. C, Step Swimming, Jadakiss, EPMD, Eric B and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns, yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set, hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam, 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Fontigalo. Fontigalo. We could bring a Fonte Bascom. Bring in our friend Fonte from Little Brother. There, there he, he is. is. Fontigalo. What's good? What's good, man? Y'all hear me? Is everything good? Fonte Gallo is crazy. I've never heard that. Why does he look scared? I've never heard that like either. That, I don't know. You never heard that. <laughs> I always say Fontigalo. That was what I knew. But. No, I, yeah, made up, I, I literally just made up Fontigalo just because. Hey, brother. <laughs> I, I get it. it. No, did you hear the comment that Ebro just spotted from the from the guy whose name was Foundational Black American? I'm looking at it now. That's crazy. <laughs> Modern Foundational Black American writes: Kanye needs to leave the Caucasian women alone. You don't say. <laughs> I'm shocked at your perspective, sir. <laughs> He's pushing oh boundaries. God. Yo, Tay, how you been, man? Brother, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, 2023 ended just with a lot between just us uh, finishing the block party and uh, we're doing the block party and finishing the documentary. So 
I took I took some time just to rest for a little bit. So um, I'm so, good, so, man. I'm good. How so how y'all bro, brothers doing? Ebro, did you you have your you have a kid? You, did you have I, a, I got a kid, kid uh, in a couple of weeks? We got a baby on the way. A daughter, another daughter. Thank you for asking, sir. Congratulations, brother. Thank you so much. Um, for the audience that's tuned in, um, you know, little brother has a documentary which you can watch on YouTube right now, and right now, uh, uh, put together by little brother and some other individuals. Um, I wasn't familiar with the names, but you guys were actively involved. This isn't one of those like uh, uh, those documentaries that weren't uh, you know, ran by the the artist first that you see <laughs> nah, on, the, on the internet. Absolutely. This was. Uh, little brother was actively involved here and it opens the documentary with the likes of doja cat and drake and i forget other other oh kendrick uh standing there with uh the rapper big pool and um just you guys being this bridge between uh kind of that 90s sound into the modern sound today and i really love how the documentary sets that up thank you man thank you um, yeah, we uh, did this. It was, man, this was five years in the making. We started working on this in 2018. And uh, with uh, with Rap Portraits, that's uh, Holland Gallagher, who's our director, and Yo Phillips, uh, who's our writer. And, you know, we started working with them. They're younger than us. And we thought it would be, we thought it was important to have a younger younger eyes kind of looking at our story because they would give us some perspective that we just didn't have and they would have they would catch some of the emotional blind spots that maybe me and Pooh may have missed and so we started working with them and uh five years later you know we got it and uh it was the hardest thing i've ever done um creatively professionally personally um it just it why was it so hard creative mountains man what's up like why was it so hard creatively? Like uh, just the, the amount of Man. time, digging in your memory. Like what was it that made it so challenging? Man, it's everything. It's So when you're making an album, you know, you kind of have one song at a time and you can kind of hear what you're making as you're making it. And you can make one song and say, okay, I like this one. This is dope. You make another song. Yeah, this is dope. With a movie, you don't know what you have until the very end. And either you got it or you don't. And particularly with documentary, you know, I've heard stories of people shooting on stuff for years and then they sit down with, to do the first cut and they realize, oh, we don't have a story. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so um, it's just it's super stressful, man, because you really don't know until what you have until you until you look at it. So we got our first cut uh, New Year's Day of 2023. It was last year. That was when we got our first first cut of this you know version of the movie and we saw it and we were like okay we got it and so uh it kind of took a big load off everybody's shoulders because we know we got it right when you look at artists um that clearly you know uh built you know their i guess their their hip-hop journey or were highly inspired by your rapping abilities and all of that Y'all might want to turn the volume off of the there you go off the trailer. There you go. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, when you when you look at that today, you know, much of what you guys talk about in your music was always that battle between, you know, expressing your true selves as human beings, as individuals who had a, you know, a black experience in America and, and being on these stages, but also dealing with white corporate capitalism and kind of that whole struggle. Right. And so yeah. you see artists today that, you know, whether it's the Drakes or the Kendricks or even, you know, jo Doja Cat, whomever, um, 
how do you see them handling some of the struggles that you see? Because I see artists struggle on social media. Like you, you start yeah, to see man. artists really dealing with in public, just not in the, you guys dealt with it in your music, but this social media thing is giving artists a whole other platform. How and Rasan, you, you could bring you could bring Pooh in as well. Now Pooh's here as well. Bring bring rapper Pooh in. What up, Pooh? What's good? What's good? What up, bro? The rapper. Yo, yo, man, that living room is amazing. Look at that, isn't it? Immaculate, isn't it? No, but hold on, real quick. The first time, yo, Ebro, you remember what happened the first time we saw that? Yeah, it was a lady. She was in the office somewhere. We was in. Yeah, but I, I actually, I made a joke about it. Like I didn't catch it, and it was super awkward that I thought it was her real living room. (laughs) Yeah, it was super. I was like, wow, you're rich for a teacher. Whatever you do, it's really working out. My baby grand back there that I can't. Play. I was like, "Wow, well, that's who's where got y'all play the keys for the UBN thing?" Exactly, right there, right there, right there. Yeah, but but now, but back that question, yeah, man. Yeah, to answer your question real quick, uh, yeah, with social media, man. Um, you know, we came up in the era where it was, you know, it was kind of the the prototype of social media with message boards. And, um, you know, it was, you know, the Internet and it was kind of the building blocks for what we now know as social media. But it does not move as fast now <laughs> as you know, it does not, not move as fast back then as it does now. So I think with artists now with social media, um, you know, it can kind of be a gift and a curse because it can really it, especially and I'm just looking at our case. We had a situation where the Internet helped our music to move faster than we were developing as artists and as, as, you know, as, as people, you know what I mean? And I think now it's, you know, to the hundredth power, you know what I mean? So I think with a lot of these artists now, they're able to use social media to, to use your voice. But, um, you know, I, I, we had uh, Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda on uh, QLS uh, a while back. And he said, listen, man, I don't use Twitter because anything you say on Twitter becomes a press release. And, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a double-edged sword these days. You know, it's funny. I never think about it like that, too. And then every once in a while, I'll realize, like, I tweeted something. And, you know, maybe it was an emotional moment, whatever, me being stupid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm like, oh, I don't think about the fact that there are people from every part of my life that are following Twitter, many of which I don't even know who they are. Like, I don't know who has it or not. Mm-hmm. And you're like, did I want to share that with everybody <laughs> that at part. every job I have? Every, that's you know what I mean. So you're right. Press release is an interesting way to put it. And when you guys got started in the early days of the lawn, which was the message board, yeah, man. Um, and the OK player, the lawn days, like you know, it was um, you actually had an opportunity in those places to get to know people on a level that's certainly much different than it is on twitter no would you agree guys oh yeah yeah it wasn't as many people it wasn't it wasn't as 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 big you know and there was room for like long like poo there was room to have like long conversation people would have like arguments over time and write paragraphs (laughs) and go back and forth and literally really truly build friendships on there absolutely it wasn't it wasn't as fast as twitter is it wasn't you know the speed of light well, not necessarily speed of light now, but it was it was more of a connection you were building with somebody as opposed to just, you know, a fly by night comment or somebody jumping in the comment and have no idea what's really going on. They don't know the context of, of the conversation. So it was more of a conversation just over time. How do you guys um, 
you know, feel at, you know, it's 2024, right? Y'all been cooking up together for half your life. For real, legit. For it, literally. <laughs> yeah. But that's got to feel great. Like, there's got to be joy. And I'm sure when you guys sat down with this documentary after it got to, you know, I mean, even even sitting, sitting down to decide which content you were going to put in and figure out the story arc and the whole thing, how emotional was that for you, Pooh? Oh man, um, it it was this emotional. Uh, when we got the first cut back last um, New Year's Eve, anywhere New Year's, yeah, yeah. Um, after everybody left my house and my wife went to sleep, I then went into the room and I had to watch the first cut by myself mm. with headphones on. Um, it was it was just. <laughs> It was one of them things that, you know, you put so much of yourself and so much of your life into a project. Um, it was it was surreal watching, surreal seeing and hearing uh, at the same time. And I think the beautiful part about it was uh, Fonte and I, we sat down and we watched, not together, but we watched um, every interview that was done for the documentary, except for our interviews. Like I didn't watch his, he didn't watch mine. I didn't even watch mm -hmm. mine. I just, yeah. I just went, I think I sat for like six hours one day and, and answered, you know, did, did all the questions, but we didn't watch each other's and we didn't watch our own. We waited until we saw what got put in the film. And that was probably the part where it was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause the interviews was raw. Like the interviews was raw. It was no, uh, the the main interviews that you see from Pooh and I, um, those are all just one take. Uh, for everyone else in the in the doc, we you know gave the questions beforehand, and then uh, Yo and Holland would kind of finesse them or whatever to present to them. And you know they the other everyone else got the questions beforehand. For for me and Pooh, we was like, look, we don't want the questions beforehand. We just gonna sit down in front of the camera and let's go. And uh, yeah, man. So it was was one long take, uh, one continuous day of shooting. I think my interview might have been like six. Pools was around the same five, six, something like that. And um, it was really raw. And um, the thing with documentary is that you have to, you can have in your mind what the story is, but somewhere along the line, someone drops a bombshell in in their interview that just takes you on a totally different direction. And so you is it, is really it's it's a it's a discipline like you have to know like okay what's pertinent to the story what's not like what to keep oh this is dope this is funny this is amazing but does it really serve the story you know and um that took a while to figure out man i mean do documentaries are mountains bro I, I just uh take my hat off to anyone that's ever done it that's ever completed it. and just film in general it is a completely different beast man for real Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn. 
Records. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stout. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Um, do you guys hear from any of the artists uh, that have, you know, talked about your influence on them? Um, not, I mean, not, not the bigger ones. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we don't, we don't hear for the bigger ones. I mean, you know, when I see some of them, I mean, it's, it's still all love. It's not a thing of like, you know, they ignore us, but it's it's also not a thing of where I go into my phone and have constant conversations. Um, right, right. You right. know, it's not one of those things, but it's, it's it's more typically when you run into somebody or, you know, you, you happen to have to get on the phone or whatever. But it, it's not a it's not a thing of like, like I said, we we not picking up the phone and yo, what's good? Yo, what's up? Yeah. What's up? Like, you know, yeah. Doja Doja reached out around the time when um when she uh did the whatever you say uh that video. Um she and I we texted for a little bit. Um, but that was that was really it. I mean, from in terms of the doc, I mean, we've been getting uh man, I ran into last time I was in New York, I ran into Fredro from Onyx. That was mm. my first time like meeting them. It was just really quick. And I'm like, yo, what's what's up, man? Big fan. He was like, yo, the documentary, son. Yo, I watched it. Yo, it was, I was like, oh, I, okay. Uh, him, uh, Alchemist, uh, big up to Alchemist. Uh, he reached out, you know what I'm saying, yo, say he watched it. Definitely. Um, uh, big up to Buck Wild. Buck Wild. Buck Wild, out. absolutely. Yeah. D-I-T-C, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, a lot of the, you know, the OGs have been reaching out and, like, saying that they, 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 uh, they love it. And uh, that's, I mean, that's really all you can ask for, man. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I guess it would be interesting, too, because, you know, we see a lot of our, you know, we're all probably around the same age. We see a lot of the people who laid the groundwork for us to have employment today, whether that be as a <laughs> DJ on air, media, whatever. Uh, and you want to you want to pay homage. Right. But you also you also realize that the reason you're able to make a little bit more money than the generation that came before you is because of them. And I'm 100%. sure to you guys, too, like you looking at you know, these world tours and Doja Cat and all this other stuff. And you're like, yo, must be nice. But I have to ask you guys, <laughs> would you have even wanted that level of superstardom? Um, I can, uh, I mean, yeah. financially, yes, of course. You, of course, you right, yes, right, right. Yes. But, but there's stuff that comes with that. No. I don't want a million strangers in my life, dog. No. I do no. not need a million strangers in my life. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've, I've been... um we've been blessed to just make the music that we want and to have a fan base and nurture a fan base that always shows up for us in whatever we do, whether it's music, whether it's the block party, whether it's uh, doing, you know, the documentary, just anything that they see Pooh and I do together, they understand that that's little brother, you know what I mean? And we've been fortunate enough to just nurture that base. So, you know, we pull up when we want to pull up, you know what I'm saying? We bust a move when we want to bust a move and just having that freedom above all else that for me is what's most important you know what i mean more than any fame or any whatever you know i'm able to do the things i want to do take care of my family and stay out of the way absolutely i, I know you guys have spoken on this uh other places because it's kind of like the no-brainer question but what was can you tell us what was the level of conversation or lack thereof 
uh, with ninth with regard to the doc and and, and his lack of involvement? There was no conversation. There was, uh, we we reached out, he never responded, and that was the conversation. Can can I be raw? Can I be raw for a second? You guys can tell me to. We know each other well enough. You can just be like, "No, we're good," and move on. It's fine. But I just <laughs> asking because we're, we're here live. I'm as sure. as someone who's known you all over the years, and I'm certainly not up to date with like the latest in in people's long term relationships. I like don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like just like, like there are hip hop like things that have happened with groups where you have like an idea of what's played out. You know what I mean? Like we remember Eric and Paris. Someone got tied up in a house. There was a right, 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 like, right. She got crazy. Like I, we saw. Like Ice Cube was oh, talking. Oh, and by and, the way, they still worked it out. Yeah, yeah. By and the way, they still worked it out. Right, right. No, they're fine. They're fine. on tour right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know. Dr. Dre had Easy E dancing in the video with the will rap for food sign. Like we've seen all this shit. I, I can whatever you're comfortable saying, I just don't kind of understand what's going on with you guys and night. Yeah. Well, everything that you know that went down, I mean, it's in the doc. You know what I mean? So for those that haven't watched the doc yet, uh every question you ever had about Little Brother is answered uh, in the documentary. And um, yeah, I mean and nothing's changed since then in, in the post production of it. There was no further conversation. Nah, there, there's nah. nothing new to report. <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, hopefully, I mean, listen, man, if people, you know, uh, if Kid Cudi and Lupe Fiasco <laughs> can work out their differences, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> little brother can too. That's yeah, and I mean, say. listen, and there's no, I mean, it's it's all in the doc, but you know, I, I just at this point. You know, we're two separate entities, but, you know, we coexist um, peacefully and, you know, we 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 just we coexist as two different two separate entities. And, um, you know, there's no negativity and no malice and no no love loss or anything. Um, like you said earlier in the interview, Ebro, I mean, listen, dude, we started this when we were in our 20s right. and, you know, we're in our 40s now. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it just, you know, people you met. You know, at certain points in your life, you know, they just don't go on to that next stage of your life. And, um, you know, and that's just that's just how it is sometimes. Was so, the, was OK. The, was the, oh, sorry, Pooh. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, it's, it's OK. It's life. It happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. it Listen, happens. fam. It is true. Is life be life, bro. <laughs> life be life in it, for real. Everybody ain't going to get along for every, everybody ain't going to like each other and everybody ain't going to want to keep talking to the same people, man. Well, especially, you know what it's like? It's also like um, sometimes people have kids, as we all know, with people they don't get along with very well. You know what I mean? And you, the three of y'all came together to have, at the time, the little to, brother. To have this child, yeah. little you brother. You guys were a thruple. Y'all were a thruple. And now you're just we were a poly. <laughs> polyamorous. <laughs> it was fun. Yo, man. Y'all birthed, that, the yeah. baby, y'all birthed the baby, and, you know, we got to figure it out. Nah, man, that's exactly what it's like. No, seriously, that's a, that's a great analogy. I mean, because it really is being in a rap group. It very much is like a marriage in the sense that, you know, you have yourselves as individuals, but then there is, you know, there's Fonte, there's Pooh, and then there is Little Brother, which is this whole other thing. You know what I mean? And um, and you guys have to be equally invested and care for it and, and be able to talk through when you see things differently with this thing. It's all there. Yeah, man. Nah, it, it really Definitely is. I mean, yeah, I think one of the biggest examples that I've seen uh, that I saw of a group working really successfully, we were doing 
QLS. This was a couple years ago. And and um, that is your I, podcast on Pandora with Questlove. Quest it's not on Pandora Love. anymore. Uh, Where is it now? On, it's on iHeart. It's Heart everywhere. Now. Okay. It's sure. everywhere okay. now. It's everywhere. But uh, but uh, God rest his soul, man. But we had uh, De La Soul and uh, Dave and Poss we were interviewing. And they were doing an interview. And every time before, like, Dave was about to say something or before Poss was about to say something, they'd be like, well, excuse me, man. He was like, oh, pardon me. No, 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 you go ahead. Like, they were the most considerate guys, like, the most considerate rap group I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And afterwards, you know, I talked to Poss and, you know, I was just telling him, I said, yo, bro, I see this is how y'all made it 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, just those mutual, little Mutual things. respect. Absolutely. Mutual respect and admiration. Look, that's Dela, a, yo, Dela's, uh, Dela's 2023. I mean, you know, the loss of, 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 uh, Dave and rest in peace and that whole thing. But the way the community rallied around Dela coming to streaming services and getting control of yes, their music and that whole thing was, it was a highlight for me for sure. Nah, absolutely, man. I was happy to see them boys get they get their props, man, and, and get it, get what's what was owed to them. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I had, um, I was talking to Q-Tip the other day, and I asked him. This isn't on the record, but I don't think he. I, I think he'd be fine with it. I was like, uh, I asked about them not him not doing any hip hop fifty stuff, and uh, he's just like, there is no tribe without Fife, right? Like that. That is what tribe is. The idea mm -hmm. of him doing stuff without him is like not even, you know, something that he would consider. And then I laughed at him and I said, it would look nuts if in a hip hop 50, you showed up and did vibrant thing. Like it would just be nuts. <laughs> like, it just doesn't, you're not, I love vibrant thing. Love you're not celebrating, love, love the song. You can't show up and do breathing stop to celebrate hip hop 50. It just right, wouldn't right, be right. right. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know that tip always gets the, the level of respect because everyone knows tip and Fife had their share of issues, but the overall respect that he has for what they did as a group, even though people like to kind of be like, they give Q-tip this sort of, bigger almost ownership of the group that's not how he sees it that's not how he sees it at all you know what i mean and you, you do need that respect as a group if you're gonna last as a group absolutely man because like tate mentioned earlier the one thing we definitely understood and i understand is that little brother is it, it it's its own beast its own monster it takes over everything anything <laughs> and you have to respect it as such um and that's something that we both definitely understand and, and do. Even as we do our own individual things, we understand Little Brother is his own entity. And it consumes all. <laughs> like, it definitely yeah. consumes all. Yeah, it was something that we we kind of understood going back when we were doing the doc and when we came back and did Made a Lord Watch. Um, you know, we were off for, like, almost a, a decade. And just in that time we realized that you know little brother is a garden that we no longer can leave unattended you know what i mean it's just something that means when you've created something when you've been blessed enough to create something that means something to people you know they won't leave you alone about it <laughs> you know what i mean and you know we when we got back together in um, 2019 2018 and then you know we finished made a little watch started touring and then COVID hit and those times when we were locked down, that really gave us time to get our garden together. We got the rights back to all of our old music. And um, we were just really able to set up, you know, our infrastructure and really set ourselves up to win. And even back to your daylight point, you know, when I remember I was so happy to hear Dave say 
when they got their masters back, they were talking about it. And he was just telling people like, listen, dude, getting your masters back is not just, hey, I got my masters back and it's all good. Like you have to have a framework in place in order to to properly exploit those masses and get everything out of it. It's not just I got my masses back and money just comes in. You know, you have to set it up. You got to put them and to work. You got to put them to work, bro. And I was so happy to hear him say that because Pooh and I had to do the same thing. And so um, so now, nah, man, it's it's been a blessing. And just, you know, after 20 plus years um, to have people still here, you know, still, you know, pulling up for us. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that in a rap career, you know, especially just, in, a, in a music career. Pop 97 Summer Jam, 30th anniversary, June 2nd, UBS Arena. Hold on! Sexy Red, French Montana, DeVito, Roller Brook, Cash Cobain, Bass Swag, Doja Cat, Honey Baby, Fabio Fari, 41 Cal Rich, Jet Carter, Tata, Chef G is home, baby, Sleepy Hollow, Connie Diamond, 310 Baby. Celebrity host, Ice Spice and A Boogie. Big Daddy Kane will be celebrating the life of the finisher, Mr. C. Mr. C, step swimming. Jadakiss, EPMD, Eric B and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. It, I don't know. If, uh, do you guys keep up on social media like that? Are you guys? Do you guys pay attention to the the, the you know the most recent hip hop whatever? Uh not really. Well, I don't. Um, I, I it's hard, man. It's like, did you guys see this most deaf Drake thing? Well, yeah. I mean, that was yes, we everywhere. We saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that, was, on, that, that actually that made way to, to one of many of the group chats. Well, um. but it just don't. It just, but it just dawned on me. Little brother is literally as much the black star consciousness and of that kind of cloth as much as you are a part of the building block of what Drake acknowledges inspired him and has become. Absolutely right. And how would you interpret what you saw um, most deaf saying and, and, and with regard to what Drake represents in hip hop, man, well, you want to go first? Or you want to, I mean, for me personally, I, I don't, I mean, his opinion is his opinion. Um, I don't necessarily, it's not that I'm agreeing or disagreeing with what he said. Cause it's hard, to do but it's just his opinion. opinion. Yeah, it's his opinion, you know. If that's if I understand the context of what he was building that answer around, um, that it's it's a lot of things going on in the world that you know artists as big as Drake doesn't that doesn't address um, right. in his music. So I understood that part of it, but like I said, man, somebody's opinion of an artist or what they think of an artist, man, you know. Plus, I didn't even know they had this thing this silent back and forth that they had yes yeah, yeah, me neither i didn't, I didn't realize that, that yeah I, I i didn't know that. yeah yeah it's yeah. a little something there's something little, there that oh. rosenberg pointed out and that the internet had worked out see when i i didn't and not knowing that i saw most deaf who is a i mean look he's anti-consumerism like he that's just who he's kind of always been anti-capitalist anti-consumerism you know uh you know uh pan-african in many ways like that's who 
they've always been. And so then when someone asks, is Drake hip hop to a purist like most deaf, he gave this kind of, he didn't say no, but he also didn't say yes. Right. right. You know what I mean? He said he's, and he I said was he's pop. Kinda, and, and, well, right. And he said he's pop, but you could be hip hop and pop. We've seen this before. Now you could, you, you may not like that as an answer, but it's not yeah. unheard of to be both. And, nah, and man, make I no mean, mistake, Drake ain't went out here and went flow ride on us, and he ain't went, you right. know, pit bull on us. He actually right. has brought the world closer to different musical sounds that may not have even got mainstream play. But because he was making it, it did through whether that be, you know, uh, collabing with UK artists, African artists, whatever he's doing, Caribbean music, all of that. Yeah, I think definitely, um, you know, you can be both. I mean, you can be hip hop and pop and you know and the, and the bottom line is that listen dude once you get past a certain level once you start selling you know millions and millions of records or in today's case now having hundreds of millions of streams because mm -hmm. <laughs> you know ain't nobody buying right. nothing but but you know once you get into that level you know you're pretty much you know it's i mean that, that's white folk <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean that's like that's you you're going to another kind of another kind of stratosphere and so I don't think uh, any artist, you know, should be penalized for that or looked at differently for that, um, you know, because if you're just doing you and a lot of people happen to catch on to it, then so be it, you know. Um, and in terms of most man, most or Yassine, he has always been just one of the most forward thinking yep. people that I've, excuse me, that I've had the opportunity uh, to sit with. I remember this was in 2005 we were mixing minstrel show and he pulled up to the studio he pulled up the baseline and he was talking about back then this when he was on doom he was you know I, he just did a doom show in paris or whatever but he's been like preaching the gospel of doom for legit 20 years and i remember him talking to us and he was like yo man doom is a new business model he was like, Doom is a new business model. He said, y'all are not, you're not going to need the labels and this. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, if you're an artist that can rhyme, if you can spit, you got your own mic. He said, yo, you good. You don't need all of that. And he was talking that in 2005. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so he's always just been someone that I look at, you know what I mean, in terms of where things are going and just how to navigate your own unique path in this game. He's someone that has always... Uh, has definitely been a big brother to us. And so, um, you know, big respect to him. Well, and furthermore, everything is right in the world when you see most deaf not necessarily loving everything that Drake is doing or not liking it. <laughs> like, that's what I need. I need that. You need those dissenting a bit. Nah, facts. Yes. Facts. Mm -hmm. You need some dissent. Yeah. Yeah, man. He he is always. I mean, I remember one of the most beautiful quotes he ever gave. Man, he was. It was that same night he came to baseline, and he was talking about hip hop and everything. He said, "He said hip hop was created so that the sons could take care of the mothers that the fathers abandoned." Mm. And yeah, I mean, I'm like, that's it. Like that's hip hop. Period. You know what I mean? So now, nah, big ups to Yasin, man. Uh, their name is Little Brother. If you never heard of them, shame on you. Don't don't talk to us about hip hop. But uh, go look at <laughs> don't ever open your face. Don't ever open your mouth say anything. about hip hop ever again. Um, but go go ahead and watch that YouTube documentary. Well, it's a documentary, but it's available on YouTube. Let me on YouTube, yeah, YouTube yeah. documentary. It is definitely a documentary that just happens to be available on YouTube. And, yeah. um, they free are, for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, you check so it out. And um, it's 
free on YouTube and you can uh, donate directly to the film. You can hit us at uh, littlebrothernc.com and, and uh, direct donate, you know, whatever you can, you know, price of a movie ticket. Um, this movie was self-funded. We did it ourselves. Um, you know, we want to bring it just directly to our fans and um, YouTube just felt it just felt like it, it felt like that was the truest thing for us, you know, in terms of little LB. Um that was what we wanted to do. And um, yeah, man, people been hitting it. So yeah, go check us out. Uh, they also got new music. They dropped last September. Wish me well, glory, glory. What was the, that was just something you threw out a little two pack. Little two pack, man. That's, That's you right. Know, the beauty of, of doing that or us being able to do that is now you don't have to, you know, build it up into an album. You don't have to wait a year or however long it takes. You can, we literally from the time, we said we're gonna do this and sat down to do it until it dropped. I think it was like a week and a half. Yeah, it was like mm -hmm. ten days. Yeah, ten days yeah. from conception to delivery, and that was the songs, the album art, the visuals we shot, like everything. Yeah, mixing all that done in like ten days, and that to us that felt good. That felt right. That felt true, and um, it's something that we. The excitement of doing that is something we had never experienced. And to be able to do that, it, it, it was just one of the things like, wow, that actually felt amazing to do. We ain't got to hold music for a year no more. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We could just, right. just cook, cook it up and serve it. Yeah. 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 We like that. Why not? <laughs> well, let's play that Wish Me Well um, for, for, the, for the radio audience on the air. We also uh, are streaming live right now on the YouTubes where Ed writes, I remember discovering Little Brother through MySpace. Yes. Uh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And then Shells386 writes, Conductor Williams is on a mission to reunite Drake and Little Brother in 24. God bless that man. Who's Conductor? Well, that, 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 is, that, that, is, that is great synergy, though, between Conductor Williams with Little Brother and with Drake. It, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, man. Shouts to Conductor Williams, man. Um, shouts to Conductor Williams and also shouts to uh, Deionis Cook, who produced Wish Me Well on the A side and Conductor Williams on the B side. Uh, big ups to him, man. We just reached out to him and, uh, you know, he sent he sent, you know, he sent some records and me and Pooh sat down, went through them. And we was like, all right, this is the one we want to do. And yeah. we did Glory, Glory. So, uh, yeah, big ups to him, man. I, I love that dude. He's amazingly crazy talented. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. It's always great to see your faces. I, and and uh, how's y'all families, man? Because I know, uh, Fonte, you you still writing um, children's theme songs, and you was making <laughs> you was making some real bags off Sesame Street for a minute. Yeah, um, man, I, big Sesame Street bags from public television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, yeah, still doing um, still doing like uh, writing for TV and everything. Um, you know, uh, families is good. You know, my boys now, they are 23 and 18. Damn. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure this is uh, for Rosenberg. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, who my son, Dylan, who rapped on the Kev Brown album literally probably like 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, yep. bro. He is 20. Wow. He's 23 now, dog. He is 23. Is he still so, rhyming? He still he does still rhyme. He but he's um my son, he's more I mean he's 23, you know what I mean? So it's all the auto-tune, it's all yeah. everything in front of the beat. Like it's it's the new young boy. What, what like, is their problem with the pocket? I, I just I can I need what yo, why do people hate being in the pocket? Yo, why I'm gonna be real. I, Listen, what is I have wrong? a theory jello pudding pocket. What is <laughs> right. wrong with the pocket? That filth flawed filth. <laughs> 
Listen, <laughs> listen, dude. I, I have a, a my theory, man. I think that it just sounds like anxiety. And mm. I think it because because you know, for us, you know, the time it always switches. So when we were coming up, it was all about being behind the beat. This is the era of you know of Jay. And also, you know, from the production standpoint, for us, it was Dilla. So everything was late. Everything was kind of, you know, behind the beat. So for, there was a for Jay. There was a jankiness to it. It was a, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was a loose. Swole. It was, yeah, it was loose. It was because that that exudes confidence. You know what I'm saying? Nothing says confidence like I don't even care to show up on time. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, so it was that. But now the kids now, I mean, listen, you dealing with a group of kids that grew up, you know, doing school shooter drills since they was in second yeah. grade, yeah, like yeah, yeah. their music is going to sound frenetic and, mm. you know, you know, like that. A little and chaotic so, like, a little bit. Very chaotic, very chaotic. And so I think, you know, that's their expression. So it's like it, it goes against everything from my era that I feel. But I understand that that's their era, and every generation is supposed to break the rules. You know what I mean? So I'm. I love it. that explanation too. I appreciate you for that. Hey, that's all I got, man. Because I listen, <laughs> no, that I'm was good. when I hear it, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Yo, and Pooh, Poo, just love. How's your family? Everything good on your side too, brother? Before yeah. we wrap up, yeah, everything good over here, man. We just, we, you know, we just welcomed another uh, child, not into hey, my, my wow. house family. Not to my house. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm an uncle again. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make that clear, clarify that. Uh, but now nah, we we good over here, man. Just you know working and you know putting out putting out you know many fires. You gotta gotta go and put your put your uh, what is it? Put your cast your iron and many fires. Iron and fires, man. Yeah. Yo, I, I gotta say, man, this forty thing is pretty lovely. If you if you uh, you know anybody watching this, if you do the work. And you're really willing to do the work. This 40 into the 50s thing. Once you like, you're like, yo, like you said a second ago, Fonte, you was like, listen, I don't want a million people in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, I like man. my life. I like the money I make when I want to make it. And I'm in control of the narrative and it's chill and it's quiet. I come outside. Ain't nobody like, you know, doxing my personal life on, right. on social media. I ain't got to deal with. You know, crazy ah, fans and all that. You know, I, I remember I remember seeing uh, I forgot who he was talking to or who was talking about him. But a thing about um Michael Jackson, how he rented out a store just so he can go in there. They closed the store down just so he can go in the grocery store and mm. shop like he was normal. Right. Mm. And he asked for us like, you just get to go in the grocery store and get what you want and nobody bother you. And I always like I thought about that, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, like that's me. Like I like to spend forty five minutes in the grocery store, and I'm only getting five things, right. and nobody bothers me. <laughs> I don't want to give that up. <laughs> like, yes. That's that's my time. You know what I mean? And you know, it's little things like that that when you're as big as some of these guys are, you you know, when you're not as big as they are, you take for granted those right. little things that you're able to do." And so I like, well, I can speak for, you know, me and Tay here. We always appreciated those little things in those moments. And that's something that, you know, the bigger you get, the less you're able to do. And I like to do all of those things. So just pay me and let me go cook. 
<laughs> well said, sir. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Little brother, man. Go look at the doc, man. Appreciate y'all, brothers, today. Thank I you. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all, man. Much love. Always. Later, See man. You soon. Take care. WQHT and WQHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97.